The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Schaap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the overlap between brand and performance marketing. Joining us is Joe Yakwell, who is the founder and CEO of Within, which is the first performance branding company, which collapses the funnel between performance and brand to unify marketing objectives, targets, and strategy. Partnered with a brand's unique value proposition, Within integrates media and personalized content solutions that are designed to maximize growth. And today, Joe and I are going to talk about unlocking marketing attribution. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Joe Yakwell, the founder and CEO of Within. Joe, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for having me, Ben. Excited to have our conversation. Happy New Year. This is actually the first podcast of the year I'm recording. How's your 2022 so far? It's going fabulous. I'm glad I could be the uh, inaugural episode of the year for you. Kick things off, right? I think this is year four, maybe even year five when you just look at the numbers. So we've been doing it for a little while. And the more marketing changes, the more it stays the same. Today, we're going to talk about unlocking marketing attribution. And I feel like this is something that has been a hot topic for marketers in the past year or so. Everything was performance marketing, and you're looking bottom of the funnel to figure out attribution. And then all of a sudden, marketers started moving away from performance marketing back into content and working with influencers. And now there's a lot of gray area around how to attribute your marketing efforts. Talk to me about how you unlock marketing attribution. I think you're right in the sense that attribution in of itself is not something that's new to marketing. It's something that everyone has always tried to figure out is which of my marketing is working, which of it's not. And most people know the kind of old adage around, I know half of it works. I just don't know which half, right? These days, we have a better idea than we did in the past of knowing which half it is at a high level, but really understanding what the tangible impact is, or we like to talk about as the incremental impact to the business of every marketing touch point is what we're trying to go after. And in digital, it's been easier to understand, but even things like out of home and TV and, and others have become a lot more trackable over time. The changes that have come through iOS 14 are certainly a big part of where attribution is now going and how it's headed in a different direction. Over the last couple of years, pre-iOS 14 taking hold, the platforms themselves being Google, Facebook, and others have had pretty good tools in the platform to understand attribution, even through the lines of, of incrementality. 
With iOS 14 coming in, those platforms have much less visibility into how they can stitch individual ad touch points back to consumer behavior and transactions, which has really kind of changed the face of how brands need to look at marketing attribution today. And I think in today's world, it's really a mix of MMM, which is a model that is trying to understand how things change over time and how that impacts the business. MTA, which is trying to understand how things are happening in real time in a way that ties back to the individual touch point. And then incrementality testing, which is now done mostly outside the platform and looking at test groups versus control groups. So it's kind of a mix of art and science where if you have those three things together, you're able to really understand what's happening. But not every brand has the ability to do that, whether it's resources or scale. But that's kind of some of the background around where it's been and kind of where it's going now in the future. You bring up three points that I think are really interesting. One, marketing attribution is not new. And in theory, digital marketing helps us do a better job with attribution. I'd argue that digital marketing does a better job of assigning value to a marketing channel. It doesn't necessarily attribute the value to it. And I'll give you the example of, look, I'm running performance marketing ads and somebody searches for Google for my brand clicks through the website and hopefully buys something. Wonderful, I'm going to attribute value to Google, but I don't have the ability to attribute value to the podcast that they heard three months ago that led them to the Google search. And so we're seeing a lot of value attributed to bottom of funnel, last click attribution type channels because we can capture that data. In personal opinion, we might actually be over-indexing on how valuable that bottom of funnel click or that end-of-life activity actually is. You mentioned the difference between iOS 14 and 13, some of the changes that are happening there, and, and a couple of the different models. When you think about marketing attribution, is there a way to sort of, you mentioned it was an art and science, find the true north, the actual answer between what's my offline stuff doing? How do you assign value to that that's adequate over, that's adequate that makes it balanced with the stuff that's happening at the bottom of the funnel? So you bring up a really good point. And I think the disconnect here is really around the tool you're using, not the methodology. And what I mean by that is individual tools will have bias. So if you're using a tool like Google Analytics, for example, it is a, for the most part, last click tool. You can use different attribution models inside of it. But what Google Analytics certainly does not do well and has a very limited view into is how things are happening cross device. So you come in, on your mobile phone, you leave, you come back on a desktop, it doesn't know it's the same person. Now, the other thing that doesn't really understand is view through, which is something could be in your example, I listened to the podcast, but I didn't click on something from the podcast that brought me to your website. That's a, you could argue a hear through, but- We call it a listen through here at the Shapiro household. Listen through, right, same thing. But I think the part of it that is, is encapsulated in the methodology and in kind of what I described earlier as like those three approaches and how you use them together, is tying everything back to incrementality instead of looking at the attribution through a lens of an individual tool. So for example, I mentioned MMM, MTA, and incrementality testing. The tool that's most likely to be susceptible to what you're describing is MTA. What will likely be less susceptible to what you're describing is both MMM, but especially incrementality testing. So to take your example through this lens, if we wanted to do incrementality testing on that, we would say, okay, well, we're going to turn off brand search or we're going to turn it off in a certain geographic region. And we're going to look at how that compares before we turn it off to after we turn it off and how much of that we're getting through paid versus SEO versus aggregate. And if we find that by turning it off, 
The only thing that happens is all that traffic goes from coming in on a paid Google search of your brand to a non-paid one in SEO, then the incrementality of having that paid ad is actually zero. Now, what we find is that it's not binary, right? It's some ratio of that that is true. And for brand search, for your podcast, maybe only 20% of it's incremental. Now, once we understand how much it's incremental, then it becomes really simple because then it doesn't matter if it's lower funnel, upper funnel. Once you understand how much of it's incremental, then you're allocating your budget and your investments based on the incremental value that you get out of it, not what is being reported by a particular tool. Because if you were to allocate your budget based on what is reported on Google Analytics, to your point earlier, you wouldn't invest much in top funnel at all. But if you understand how much of top funnel is incremental, which is usually a very high number, and how much of bottom funnel is incremental, which is usually a much lower number, you can allocate your investment dollars based on the incremental portion, not the reported portion. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. So you mentioned a couple of different models. Let's go into a little detail there. What's the difference between MMM, MTA? I understand incrementality. You turn in something off, measuring what happens. Now you understand the lift. What are the other two models? So MMM is marketing mix model. MTA is multi-touch attribution. What MMM is trying to understand is kind of a top-down, more macro view of your marketing, where you're trying to understand, okay, how did my allocation of budget correlate to overall business outcome over a long period of time? So MMMs are usually built off of years of data. And what MMM is doing really well is understanding that as your investments in a certain channel go up over time, if that does or doesn't have impact on the business overall over that time period by comparing your changes in your investment in different places to the changes in the overall business outcomes over long periods of time. What MMM is really bad at is understanding how things might have changed over that same time period that the MMM is unaware of. Simple example, MMM might be looking at your investments in Facebook over time and say, great, Facebook is doing amazing. You should allocate more to Facebook right now. What the MMM might not realize is that CPMs on Facebook doubled in the last 12 months. 
So the MRM is saying, hey, Facebook's doing great, but it thinks you can buy media on Facebook at the same price today that the model has seen over the last three years. But it doesn't realize that every dollar you spend on Facebook is now half as effective as it was before because the CPM doubled. So those types of real-time changes are really hard for the MMM to understand and account for. MTA, on the other hand, is a real-time tool because it's a multi-touch attribution model. It is literally trying to tie the individual marketing touch points to the conversion events. And it does see things like the cost of media in real time. What the MTA is not so great at is understanding things that are not as easily trackable with click-through. So MMM is going to do fine with things that don't have really good click-through. MTA has to have some kind of understanding of the touch point. It doesn't have to be a click, right? It can be an impression log from TV, as an example. But it has to understand the individual touch points better than MMM does. And it's more of a bottoms-up analysis. So things that don't end up tying out in MTA will not tie back to a channel where MMM will because it's more based on correlation. So it seems like the difference here is real-time data as opposed to aggregating and analyzing historical data. That's the difference between MTA and MMM. Real-time's bottom-up is MTA. Bottom-up meaning it is trying to stitch things literally directly together from the touch point of the ad unit to the conversion event. MMM is top-down macro view that ties correlation of media investment to business outcome. When you're thinking about marketing attribution, help me land the plane here. You know, where are companies falling down? How do they figure out which model is the right one for them? I would say a lot of brands are still using too much of last click as a source of truth, even to this day, which is holding them back. I think a lot of brands don't understand how to use all three of these approaches together because it's not a matter of picking one. Ideally, you really want to use all three. Now, some brands aren't big enough to be able to afford an MMM solution and an MTA solution. Some afford both, some can only afford one, some can't afford either of them. And either way, the cheapest thing to do is run incrementality tests because you don't need a tool. All you need to do is run geo holdout experiments. It can be a bit more complicated, right? It could take longer, but it is one of the most accurate ways of doing measurement. And it is also going to pay a third party to help you. So Ben, one of the other things that I think people might want to think about when they're looking at maybe choosing an MTA or an MMM first is how you look at your sales between online and offline and your media online and offline. And if most of your media and most of your sales are both online, MTA will be a really good tool for you. But if you find that most of your media is offline and or most of your sales are offline, then you might find a better benefit out of MMM, which doesn't require as much of those tie-ins between the ad unit and the conversion event. If you find that it's a pretty mixed bag, then it's telling you that you kind of need both to be able to stitch it all together. But if you're leaning much heavier on online versus leaning much heavier on offline, and you're going to pick a tool, that's kind of how I would help a brand isolate the MTA versus the MMM. At the end of the day, like most things, figuring out what your marketing attribution model is depends on what stage you are, what type of business. As Joe said, you know, it's not an art, it's not a science, it's a blend of the two. And so really, there is some thought that has to go into figuring out what your marketing attribution system, your models, your approach is going to be. And that's where companies like Joe and Within come in. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Joe Yakwell, the founder and CEO of Within. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Joe and I are going to discuss iterative and creative testing. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Joe, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. 
You can contact him on Twitter where his company's handle is WithinCo, that's W-I-T-H-I-N-C-O, or you could visit his company's website, which is within.co, and you can find their Marketing Pulse dashboard. There's a link on the homepage at the top of the page that'll give you some real-time stats on what's happening in the marketing industry. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Schaap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.